Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We're talking again. Our bodies were made. the Swapcast Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Mitzi, and with me we have Lucy Thomas and Brendan Levi. Every week we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre, break it down for you, tell you who in the cast is hot or not, find the most ridiculous reviews from around the internet, and finish with some tenuously linked film and TV recommendations. This week we are watching the 1991 comedy Switch, starring Ellen Barkin and Jimmy Smits. The IMDb plot synopsis for the film states, a sexist womanizer is killed by one of his former lovers and then reincarnated as a woman. We always love hearing from our listeners, so send us an email at theswapcastpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials at the underscore swapcast on Twitter, the Swapcast Podcast on Instagram, or search the Swapcast Podcast on Facebook. If you want to support our show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's the best way for us to get new listeners. 100 iTunes reviews and we will fulfill our most common fan request to review Face Face Off. off. <laughs> so cheers guys. Cheers. cheers. We're drinking Shirley Temples. Yeah. Brendan made Bre- us Shirley Temple. Thanks, Brendan. <laughs> you can experience at home. It's cherries and lots of sugar and it's already having Crazy effects yeah, on us. All, Brendan's choking. We, I've gone crazy. We've all had a Paul couple had of sips. Paul had to do the intro 700 times. Also, there's no alcohol in the Shirley Temple. It's just that we've gone crazy because of sugar. I too, think, too much grenadine. I think we just solved what happened the in Little. In little. Because we were all like, what happened? She's, one minute she's drinking Shirley a sushi, Shirley Temple, and the next she's singing on the counter. This is why. Yep. They make you crazy. Amazing. Lucy, one, two, three, four. What song did she sing in the movie? I'm Isn't trying to think. Mary Bla- J. Blige. Mary Blige. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone crazy. I can't think of what the song was. You could sing the one in this song. In this movie. And in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Joni Mitchell. Those were the days. Um, yeah, there's a lot of serious, um, drawn out uh, Joni Mitchell times in this <laughs> okay uh, yeah. i can't i can't derail it before it started though okay take cool. us away paul this week's film switch let's get this started do you know how many poor animals they had to kill to make that coat you know how many rich animals i had to fuck to get this coat just before we start, actually we should acknowledge that this was a listener request from our lovely listener bill who's also the host of bad gay movies um, he requested this film specifically. <laughs> Bill. Can, can I say? Bill. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. <laughs> um, I, can, I can see why he wanted us to do yeah. this. But yeah, my question to you guys. This film was directed by Blake Edwards, the director of some of the most beloved films of all time, like Breakfast at Tiffany's, The Party, The Pink Panther, and much more. Does this feel like the work of such an accomplished artist? Brendan? <laughs> <laughs> sort of. It was, it was quite an epic, uh, an epic story to be told. Yeah. When was Breakfast at Tiffany's made? How old is this guy? He, he, was, he worked right through his life, yeah. Breakfast at Tiffany's was a 60s movie. Yeah. So, yeah. And this was made in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. This was his magnum opus. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was the question? <laughs> do, do you feel like this is a film that was made by like an accomplished director? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was this movie? <laughs> Even my notes, like the way I take notes was really different. This movie was so weird. It was so weird. Yeah. I. It's... And you look at your notes and you're like, 
yeah, that happened. <laughs> it like pivots like a hundred times. Like, yeah, it, yeah. You think it's one thing and then it changes and then another <laughs> thing happens and you're like, it just keeps snowballing. Yeah, it's just one of those things. I I, I think the lens that we look at studio movies nowadays, mm-hmm. like everything has such a distinct formula. We we know what we're expecting when we go see a film at the cinemas. Mm. This is not that. No. Like, <laughs> What the fuck was it? <laughs> like this is a TV a TV movie, yeah? No, this was a cinema release movie. What? Yeah. This is a big theatrical <laughs> release. It's I'm big shocked. director, big stars, like Who are the big stars? Well, Ellen Barkin and Jimmy Smith. Yeah, Who, what are those? Ellen, names? Ellen Barkin is a she's a nominee for Double Hot. Well, yeah, this she's for the Mallory. Oh, wait, she might be up for Double Hot. She was hot in today. Co- the Cobbler. Who? We gave her a hot in the cobbler. Did we? <laughs> Which one was she? She was the like bad evil ass, developer, like, like developing the neighborhood. Bossing. Mm. But which one was she in this movie? The main character. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm dead what? serious. What the hell? <laughs> anyway, so she's a nominee for the. What is that woman's name? Yeah, Melora Hardin. Melora. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, Ellen Barkin is a nominee from the Melora Harkin. <laughs> Melora Harden. Harden. Double hot honorary. Oh my God, what is happening? I'm really this Shirley Temple's doing things to me. Like I forgot something you said three seconds before. Um, but yeah, she's possible double hot. And like Jimmy Smith was like a TV star by this point, I'm pretty sure. Wasn't he like in... Law and Order or... Yeah, he was those, in one of those, kinda. wasn't he? An SVU type vibe? I yeah. don't know. Maybe it was a bit early, actually. So at this point, he had already been on LA Law, which was a big show yeah. over there. Mm. So he okay. would have been an established star and she was known as well. So I feel like this would have been like a big movie. But it seems like <laughs> it was a bit of a flop, though. It made $15 million at the box office. Mm-hmm. I don't have a production bu- budget, but yeah, $15 million is not a, lot. Is not a huge Even amount. though it's more money than I'll ever know in my entire life. <laughs> my God. Yeah, it's the 14th highest grossing body swap movie. Was it because it was too regressive or too liberal? <laughs> well, I feel like this film would have been pretty out there even for the time and its depiction of like lesbian relationships and sexuality and i mean i guess 1991 was kind of the turning point for a lot of this kind Mm. of stuff in media but what genre was this film like it was (laughs) it just i can't pinpoint what they were trying what the message was or what it was about it was billed as a comedy Mm -hmm. which it wasn't we didn't really laugh that much no i don't think did we laugh at all there was a couple of times like, not at what we were supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the main, like, comedy this film thought it had was, like, she's he's been transported into this female body and he just can't work out how to walk in heels. So Which, I feel like, like... She was doing good physical comedy with yeah. the bits. Like, it was funny. But that funny. was, like, the joke. Mm. The joke that was the entire film was that... Yeah. He couldn't walk in heels in the female body. Do you need to just pad out the plot? Because I double dare you to try and fucking explain the twists and turns <laughs> of this film. All right. So I will I will try to do it in one un- uninterrupted go. Let's hear it. Here we go. Wait. So is that a cue to us to shut up? Yeah. <laughs> Silence your glasses. <laughs> this film is about a womanizing man who, in the first scene of the film, goes <laughs> to a hot tub party with three. <laughs> he goes to a hot tub party with three of his exes. Mm-hmm. They invite him into the hot tub, all making out with him, but then they tell him that he was a bad person who's awful to women, so they're going to kill him. So they tie him up and drown him in the hot tub. Then he escapes in the hot tub and then they shoot him. So he's dead. Cut goes, to... Cuts to sorry, him. Sorry. Tied up and naked, jumping around in purgatory, God, who has two separate male and female voices, tells him that he's done heaps of good stuff in his life, enough good to go to heaven. Yeah, he got enough credits. Yeah. So apparently you get like 100 points and doesn't matter. Yeah, it seemed all very video game-like. <laughs> yeah. Like the light well, that was I think shining. It's like yeah, the Tron light, yeah. It's a precursor to the good place. <laughs> it's like a terrible one. <laughs> mm. But... 
because his one crime was that he was terrible to women the entire time he was alive. Okay, so that's a fairly large crime. That's one crime. <laughs> so Come you on, were a yeah, great yeah. guy, except that half of the population of Earth you were, you were terrible horrible to. to them. Yeah. yeah, I know, but he did get like his hundred credits. So <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the rules. I'm still so fired up from last the last episode we did. So I'm still not over this kind of bullshit. Yet. Yeah. Just a reminder to our listeners: this is like a marathon podcasting session where we've done the change up. Followed by this immediately, so forgive us for any like insanity that ensues. God, in its two voices, tells him, "You can go back to Earth if you can find one person that loves or likes you." It has to be one woman. One woman, you will get into heaven. So he goes back, wakes up in his own body, but then Satan comes into his room. And starts speaking to God and is like, this isn't fair because he'll just use his charms as a man to trick a woman into liking him. Mm -hmm. So you need to then change him into a female. So then he turns into a female and then immediately just goes back, tries to like take over his old life, but pretending to be his own sister, long lost half sister. Mm -hmm. And then uses like his female charms to, I don't know, like tries to. <laughs> <laughs> You're stuck. You're stuck. And fair enough. Um, <laughs> Can anyone to, else to, help? To seduce, seduce a lesbian client at the advertising firm that he used to work at. At the same time, befriend his best friend that he had when he was a man but now as a woman and try to stop his sexual advances by but also like really also flirt with them all the time (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then you know that goes on for a while and then one day (laughs) yep uh, you're halfway there gets really drunk (laughs) with the best friend the best friend rapes him in his sleep and then at the same time the body of his male body is found in the river by a fisherman. And one of the women that did kill him then pins the crime on him. Then he goes to trial, go, <laughs> yep. go, ends up in a mental facility. But then we realize all Surprise. of a sudden that the rape resulted in a pregnancy. a pregnancy. And then at the end gives birth to this baby that then, dies in childbirth. Yeah, well, gives it to, birth to the baby, says, oh, the baby likes me. This, And then you realize that this is the one woman that likes. One female, yeah. One female yeah. that likes him. Um, and then because of that, he can die. So he dies. He gets to go to heaven. He gets to go to heaven. And, the, and then God's like, now you get to choose if you're male or female. And he's like, I can't decide. And then that's the end. And, and they're, they're like, like, you have all of eternity to decide. So it's like, is this movie... Like, really progressive? It, it feels like it's on the cusp of it. Yeah, yeah it's but like I feel like it's all accidental. Like, yeah. I feel like it's not what they were. It's not what they were trying to make the movie about. Yeah, it's just really because it, it. I think out of all the movies we've done, this one's the most overtly dealing with these kind of issues. Mm. Like it's really tackling like trans identity and sexual identity and consent and all these things that we're like the movies that we watch usually skirt around. Mm -hmm. But even though it's gone at them head on, it's kind of even more vague than normal. (laughs) Yeah, it's really, it was really strange. But yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know if I should be like, saying, well done for trying, because I don't know if they were even trying. No, I don't know either. (laughs) Like, I don't understand what this movie was about. When he decides to start seducing this woman at work. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like an advertising firm. Yeah, he's trying to get her as a client. And she's a lesbian. And she's a lesbian. So she starts flirting with her and then they go on a date. Yeah. And then they end up, you know, back in her room. Like about to, about to have sex. Busy. And then he gets An so old. weirded out by it that he passes out because he's just so freaked out by the concept of two women 
getting with each other, even though he says the voiceover dialogue that yeah, never exists so anywhere else. Nowhere else in this whole film. <laughs> yes, I feel like they were really nervous. They were really nervous about showing this scene. So they didn't want to just have a scene of two girls making out. They had to have voiceover explaining everything that he was thinking in that moment, playing over the scene. But it's just really like strange. And then another character calls him out on it. And they're like, well, the reason that you passed out is because you have so much like internalized homophobia that it freaked you out so much you passed out. So I feel like the film is knowing enough to call him out on being homophobic. Mm. It's so weird. It's like it's like that was trying to be the overarching message, but it, they just kind of like skimmed the surface. Like I feel mm. like if that's what they were trying to make the film about, they should have really like mm. emphasized that more. It's like they edited edited out a bunch of other stuff that kind of helped that message. It was really weird. <laughs> Like, if you weren't paying attention in that one bit, you'd be like, why does he, why is he freaking out in all these, like, you would be like, I don't really understand. One thing uh, with that scene as well, so they go on a second date and he decides he's going to try again. They end up at a lesbian club. The the highest class. <laughs> yeah, Do you think that's an accurate depiction of what a lesbian bar in 1991 would have looked like? Because I feel like that's a weird, it was a weird representation of a lesbian bar. But I loved it. It's like they're all in these like full-on gowns. It was very like dancing lipstick. With yeah. Yeah. All them. these beautiful women in like, like this really ornate hall. Yeah. Beautifully decorated. Everybody's in like really intricate gowns and they're all just slow dancing to romantic music. Mm. I really feel that's not what a lesbian bar would have been in New York 1991. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, it seemed like it should have been a restaurant, not a not a bar, you know? Like It was, oh, it was so odd. weird. It, it was like, <laughs> I don't know, just somebody's idea of this is what a lesbian bar would be like, right? It'd be a bunch of women, like, yeah. Is this written by a, 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 a man, man or, or a woman? woman? Yeah, this film was written and directed by Blake Edwards. This was all him. The hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's some weird, like, yeah, man's, like, gauzy dream of what lesbians would be swanning around doing. That's, it was very weird. So, no, yeah, all right. So knowing that context, does that make you come to any decisions about the film? Like, I, I don't. No, <laughs> I feel like a drunk person wrote it and didn't and didn't reread it even once. They're like, "Let's roll, let's shoot it," and it would be like, "These scenes don't really connect," and I'm not really sure. Like the characters are like, "What's my motivation?" And they're like, "Just don't worry about it. It's fine." Do you know the funny thing is this film was made in 1991 and it's dealing with all these complex issues and it still managed it's to more be progressive than the change up. It still managed to be less offensive than <laughs> I the know, change up. That's it's out of, out of control. It did have a couple of like people, uh, well, there's a psychic character. Some hard that, F's in there. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a psychic character that's gay that everyone seems, well, the main character calls a fag repeatedly. Yeah. And there was a joke where he's in her, in the female body checking out another girl and Jimmy Smith's characters are, Oh, what are you gay? It is like, uh, if, um, if I'm gay, then Clint Eastwood's a transvestite. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like I'm saying, I'm like, which, which way are you swinging? (laughs) Well, yeah, it's like you're, you're trying to figure out because they think this is funny or they're trying to establish, what sort of man this guy is, what sort of person his character is, you know? Okay. And so it just didn't make clear sense which yeah, way, yeah. you know? On this night when the man... Yeah, let's the, talk about that. The man as a woman has become pregnant. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, different one. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to unpack. Yeah. Like, they've been out together mm-hmm. and they're very drunk and they come home and, like, the guy's going to have to sleep in his bed. Yeah. If your friend was really drunk, like it's just your friend, like mm-hmm. Paul, if Brendan's really drunk, mm-hmm. are you going to take his pants off when he's going to sleep? No. No. Why it's would strange. Why would she have bothered to do that? I'd take their shoes off. Yeah, I'd take the shoes, shoes off. Shoes off, blanket on, that's yeah. it. That's, yeah. all you, that's all they need. Yeah. 
Unless they were wearing something like maybe if they were wearing like leather pants or something, that's going to be a real issue to sleep in. I don't really see Brendan in the leather pants. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a disciplined daddy. <laughs> that's a throwback to what we were talking about before we started recording. Don't know that we're talking about. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, just very strange. Yeah, very strange. So I feel like this film, like a big theme of this film, is. Uh, the trials and tribulations of being female mm-hmm. and a man learning those things. So yeah. how did you feel that this film dealt with that? Do you think it did a fair job of like the things that a woman has to deal with? Um, I did write a few things down along mm. those lines, but I feel like they were so quick that mm. it, they didn't focus enough on like these things that could have been really sort of relevant. Yeah, I think the main two that they kept harping on about is that her long hair always got in her face. Yes, and I wrote the in heels very were hard to walk in. I wrote in very big capital letters. Get a hair tie. Like, yeah. it, I don't know, Brendan. <laughs> as a straight man, have you ever heard of a hair tie that one uses to pull their hair back off their face? Yeah, I've, yeah. I've even been there. Yeah, it's uh, not a revolutionary. <laughs> and like, she even wore a bandana or whatever when they went paid basketball. Yes, okay. So, so I used... loved when the I loved the basketball scene. Yeah, it had the funniest song. Like, yeah. like that had literal lyrics about we're playing basketball. Yeah, slam it, dunk it. Like, just yeah. what the hell was that? So they didn't sporty spice her up. Yeah. She wore like baggy ass shorts yeah. and like a bandana around her head, like Axel Rose. Like yeah. it just made no, it was really funny. Yeah. It's um, just out of nowhere as yeah. well. And, and then it, it connects to uh, Denny the Enemy when they play basketball against each other. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you with go. the best friend. Yeah. That's right. Well done. I feel um, like this film shared a bit with has Dating draws the Enemy. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, and then so another one was when uh, she went for a run, maybe for the first time after like turning into a woman. She was like jogging along, like holding her boobs. Yeah, yeah. women, <laughs> women, like larger chested women will relate to you know sports bra uh, issues. So that was a thing, and there was a time when she said, "You got to be fucking Rembrandt to put makeup on." Yeah, which like it's very hard to learn how to do makeup for sure. I'm trying to think of some other little examples, but well, like Satan, when he was trying to convince her to work for him, was like, "Why would you want to menopause?" Yeah, cellul- yeah, he was like listing off all the bad things that women have to deal with. So I think he yeah. said shaving your legs, PMS, cellulite, yeah. and menopause. Yeah. So it's like, are we the butt of the joke there? Or like, I just couldn't really, I'm like, what team are you on? Yeah. Like, are you making fun of women or? Yeah. I just, yeah. I didn't get it. Uh, one kind of detail was uh, when she was choosing her outfit and there was a red bodysuit. Yeah. And she just kept turning it around and around because she couldn't work out how to physically to put, it put it on. It on. Yeah. I thought that was a good detail. Yeah. Because I'd probably be in the same boat if I tried to put on one of those outfits. What did you think of the outfits in this movie? I I loved the outfits. Same here. That red bodysuit was to die for. Yeah, and like there was like a red um, power jacket with shoulder, shoulder pads yeah. with the purple thing underneath. That was a really And the nice gold outfit. sparkly like sequin dress and a, and a yeah. matching sequin jacket. Yeah. So good. And I also loved she had that kind of shaggy goldie horn type haircut. Yeah. Until she got so frustrated that it was long yeah. and uh, she got Pat Benatar type haircut. I Do you guess. reckon that was a wig? Um, yeah, because she had long hair in the next scene. I think it was. Yeah. I think it was a wig. I did notice at one point she was wearing this like power jacket and she had a brooch on it and it looked like it had all the infinity stones in it. <laughs> did you notice that? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where, oh, no, that would be spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> spoilers oh. for Endgame. But Ellen no, Barkin rocks up at the end. <laughs> She's like, I've t- finally chosen my gender. <laughs> and then there were some things, there were some things like 
she was getting hit on all the time at work and she would really like give these men what for, like just fuck off, I'm trying to do my job kind of thing. Yeah. So I guess, you know, there's a, in the column A of like, yeah. she's like and when she women's was going, struggles. When she was going running by the lake um, in Central Park and that guy like tries to hit on her and she just pushes, pushes him, him in the, the river. river. That was pretty that was, good. That was yeah. good. Actually, yeah. I think that was the only time I laughed at Yeah. <laughs> Except when we saw she was pregnant. Yeah. We're like, oh, the movie's coming to an end. No, there's a trial. Yeah. <laughs> and now she's now pregnant. she's pregnant. In a mental hospital. I have always actually said that if a friend came to you or whatever, like, was telling you they were someone else now yeah. and blah, 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 like, you would be very concerned for their mental health. Yeah, well, and this is, we've always said that yeah. this is where someone would end up in one of these films. And they, they finally actually did it. They yeah. actually did it. Yeah. And um, the commitment of this guy to, like, be like, oh, you think you're my best, my dead best friend? You probably killed him. Um, yeah, I'm still going to visit you all the time. And, and like, yeah, we had sex pregnant. without your consent. Yeah. And, oh, so hi. weird. It's like, hi, who are you? Oh, I'm her rapist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm here I, to I'm, see her. I, he... <laughs> this this woman killed my best friend and then I raped her. Now we're going to have a baby together. This film is fucked up. Hey, it's so weird. Could, okay, could you I, marry I, us? I, could you marry us? I know the part that we laughed at the most. Your marriage has become an embarrassment to the firm. <laughs> so yeah, Jimmy Smith's character gets fired for marrying the crazy the crazy woman that killed, killed the other uh, executive at the firm. <laughs> <laughs> this, it feels like a joke. What is this movie? I don't care. This place is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Walter, I won't beat about the bush. Your marriage has become an embarrassment to the firm, so I'm going to have to let you go. Well, I was going to quit anyway, Arnold. See, I'm going to become a father soon, and uh, it'd really be an embarrassment for me to have to tell my kid that I work for somebody like you cliches of body swap films this film had a few when the swap happens he realizes when he goes to the toilet and reaches down and there's no dick there yeah which is a very uh, and then uh once he has a moment to himself with his body then he goes in for the boob grab as well Mm. (laughs) so did we notice any other cliches i mean i guess there was the whole thing of like she walked like a man and she did man spreading and Mm -hmm. that's like a go-to it was very reminiscent of a boy girl thing like how she presented herself yeah yeah i mean i guess there aren't that many cliches because this is the weirdest movie ever like (laughs) there's not yeah i think this might take the mantle off of chances as the weirdest film we've done yeah. for the podcast. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll <laughs> play that. What do you think of the overall tones? Well, the comedy stopped dead in its tracks in the last. Yeah. Although they did, see, they still did try for humor. Like uh, just before she dies in childbirth and she's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that little chestnut yeah. <laughs> oh in this comedy. That's like that Debbie Downer. That's like that Debbie Downer sketch. It's official. I can't have children. Womp womp. Oh my god. Yeah, just before she dies in childbirth, and she's like pushing out the baby. Um, every time she pushes, she grabs Jimmy Smith's dick. Oh yeah, that was a little. I I feel like that was suppo- mm. that was a joke, wasn't it? Was it? I think so. Yeah, like it's a really weird thing to do. Because it was like in the position that he was in, it would have been like awkward trying to find his dick. Okay, but I think what actually was happening there, and I mean, not really, but I just want to put my two cents in here, is he was going, just breathe, just breathe, like, and he's Mm. a moron and he doesn't know what it feels like. And she's like, fuck you, I'm going to fucking punch you in the dick every time this hurts me. (laughs) Um, I mean, that might not have been the intention, but, you know, men are weak and he deserved it. (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. <That's laughs> cool. I don't know. Just put your hand in the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like step back. Yeah. <laughs> Wear a cup. So weird. This film had a couple of good uh, double double entendres, I guess you'd call them, for mm-hmm. sex. One was punch her in the pants. Oh, my God. I missed that <laughs> one. That Jesus. <laughs> and the other one was hide the salami. Uh, f- which I'm, I've heard a lot. I'm familiar I, with I, hide the salami. Yeah. I yeah. do enjoy it, though, when I do hear it. You enjoy hiding your salami? <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> There's a few 90s, very 90s touches in this film. 
I think the most 90s moment was the uh, lesbian woman. She relaxes by sitting in a giant's bar watching three TVs at once. (laughs) (laughs) The height of luxury. Yeah, it's like, this is how rich she is. She can watch three televisions at the same time. But, like, explain to me how do you make that work and, like, which one do you listen to and what? I think it's because she's so rich she wants to watch television, but she's constantly got to watch you know, where the yen's at and stuff, you know? Oh, like, like the NASDAQ yeah, and stuff. 24-hour people. Yeah, mm. okay. And then maybe like one sports thing, maybe? And yeah. then... Because she and... is a lesbian in the 90s, so... <laughs> and then on top of that, she answered a call on her cordless, cordless phone. <laughs> Check so her out. Oh, okay. Can we just... Let's talk can about... we just back it up? Why did these women kill him? <laughs> That is a uh, like, this is a great I discussion point. Thought, That's where I thought you were going the first time. I thought we were going to find out more about why he was such an asshole, but it's like yeah. he was just like a bad boyfriend, which like is really bad and men need to improve. Um, a lot of men. But not murder worthy. Yeah, yeah. Like I thought it, we would find out that he was like. You'd think he would be interested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to ask this woman that yes. he's been like conning the entire film yeah. as well. And then what is her motivation to help him? Like, they hang out heaps. Oh, it's like, you just murdered him. Yeah, but he was uh, blackmailing her with the information that she killed yeah. him. Okay. But, like... It, they still kind of became besties. Yeah. No, but then she, like, threw him under the bus oh, as soon as the true. body she was tried recovered. To yeah. Frame yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my God. frame for his own murder. Yeah. But the film is it's very strangely structured. Yes, in, very. Like, it doesn't establish him as a character before the murder happens so we don't get any context of anything really no. uh, although it just listening starts to with him going into the hot tub listening to everyone he works with everyone he's in contact with everyone has a secret house where they're either i don't know what they're doing to these women but they're all <laughs> like got yeah. wives that they've got shit on on them with and he's able to use that to get anywhere because he, he's researching like he's trying to find the one female that likes him so he goes through like all the women in his life and is constantly trying to contact them every time he does they just stream abuse at him over the phone like what has he done to all these women that's that bad that they're like outwardly abusive at the sound of his name like he just has to mention the name and then they just start screaming well we got like five seconds of him before they started drowning him but even from that five seconds, he was a gross guy. <laughs> well, he seems sleazy, yeah. but, like, is that murder-worthy? No. Yeah, I thought it was going to be, like, he was full shady, like, maybe had some kind of drug thing going on, or, like, he was trying to traffic those women, or, I don't know, like, <laughs> it was just not, there was yeah. not enough plot development. The, the yeah. actor played him like a... I was expecting him to be a mobster or something. Yeah. I was really surprised that he was a executive. Yeah. Advertising. But look, if Mad Men's taught us anything, taught us anything, it's that advertising dudes are real like. Yeah. But Don Draper was charming. Like you could see why he was like, this guy's not charming. This This guy's just a sleazeball. This guy was a poor man's Woody Harrelson. Anyone? Anyone agree? (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, yeah, uh, this could have been a totally different film where he's, engaging with all these women that he's wronged in the past and f- and learning things like about a high himself. fidelity type thing yeah, yeah yeah and so you know he's like you know i understand yeah. and i'm sorry kind of thing you know yeah, but, but he didn't learn anything nah he just hmm. what is this movie <laughs> <laughs> i'm so confused yeah i feel like we could rewrite this film like, you could rewrite this film several ways for yes. it to have a point <laughs> Yeah. But it just didn't. <laughs> How fucking messed up. This, this film ends with his child and the father. Yeah. Who essentially, I mean, is it that the rapist? Like, yeah. It, yeah. It, laying flowers on the grave. Their like, grave, yeah. It, this movie, which was billed as a comedy, ends with that. Yeah. And, and then, then a the super, headstone. like, somber rendition of Joni Mitchell's song. Yeah. Um, both both sides now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and did you see what the headstone said? It was like... A great guy and a... Hell good... of a woman or yeah. something like that. It was like, what the fuck what is this? What do you think daughter thinks every time that she, she looks reads at that, that headstone? Like, yeah. What's this? What does this mean? Yeah. I'm like... Oh, oh so your mother, here. we all thought she was insane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we wanted to make sure that was remembered. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Is it supposed to be heartfelt that she went through with the pregnancy, even though, like, if she knew it was going to kill her because of high blood pressure and all the rest? Like, I know. Is it like a big anti-abortion ad, really? Yeah, like, I don't know. She got into heaven because like she any refused other time. to have an abortion, essentially. Interesting. I don't know. I think it was they were trying to say, like, if it was the, the old me, I would have. But, you know, experiencing this and understanding what it is, like, I can't get rid of this child. I, I think that it was more about trying to redeem him at all by making him do something selfless for once. Mm. But, no. So weird. Can can we just go to Hot or Not so we can stop talking about rape and abortion? <laughs> Yeah, I, you just never would have thought well, that you had Paul, to tackle these. we watched these. a comedy, and so you know these issues are going to come up. You just never think you'd have to tackle these issues, but they, yeah, this stuff, keep, stuff keeps cropping up. It's very strange. Jeez, did you check out that ass? Boy, how'd you like to give her a little punch in the pants, huh, Walt? Oh, huh? No, you're huh? gay, are you? You're margarita, Patty. Pal, if I'm gay, Clint Eastwood is a transvestite. Excuse me. All right, now it's time for our favourite segment, Hot or Not. Take it away, Lucy. Are they a toot or a boot? Are they ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. Everyone is beautiful in their own way. Ellen Barkin as Amanda Brooks. Is she the recipient of the Double Hot podcast? Is this going to be our second double hot? double hot? Or is it third? Did we, do, did we give it a double hot last episode? No, Ryan Reynolds lost. Yeah, no, Leslie Mann got Leslie it. Leslie Mann. Oh, Leslie Mann. Oh, so, yeah, will, will Ellen Barkin be the third recipient <laughs> of the Mallory Harden double hot recipient? <laughs> <laughs> Montgomery Burns Award for Outstanding <laughs> <laughs> Achievement in the Field of Excellence. I'm going, yes. She was super fine in this. Like, amazing figure, killer outfits, cute haircut. It, I loved it. I'm giving her a definite hot. Yeah. And I'm going to say something that you're going to disagree with. Okay. But I thought she looked heaps like current era Britney Spears. Haircut, face, looks exactly the same. Why do you know that I'm going to disagree with that? Because you've given her a hot and I know you wouldn't give Britney a hot. Yep. <laughs> but I'm, I, you know, you guys always do your side by sides on the social this week. Britney and Ellen Barkin getting side by side. I don't know. I'm still praying for Britney. Like, I, I don't want to make fun of her. But Okay, what do you think? Is Ellen Barkin the double hot? I just want to say, after after last episode's like corruption and collusion, <laughs> I just want to point out that it's a testament to this, to this award that we've got <laughs> not only just one man, but we've got, like, you know, two people are attracted to the male persuasion. <laughs> yes. And yet, that still seems that the people who have won this award are the people who've earned it, and it's it's been women. Even though it's a you know it's a two it's a two to one ratio. It's still, <laughs> and I just wanted to point out how how honourable it is that we are awarding. Is it honourable? I don't know. I think ranking people on hotness is very, very bad. <laughs> and I'm going to be thirding that hot, concluding that she is winning the what do we Mallory call her? Hardin. The Mallory Melora Hardin. Melora. Melora Hardin outstanding achievement in double hot excellence. You call her Mallory <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding achievement in hotness in swap films. What a crowning glory! <laughs> That's amazing. We need to make up a little. <laughs> Imagine if we sent it to them. And they're like, I have no fucking clue what this is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. I don't know if you realize. Mm. But we could possibly crown someone else an award in this episode. Who? But a double not. (laughs) (laughs) 
Is it who I, I, I know who it boss, is. Is it the, that the, the boss, boss dude from was 18 in again. what? 18 again. <laughs> it was the father, yeah. yeah. Tony Roberts. <laughs> as or not. What do we call, what do we call the nut? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, a knot. Like I think he would be the first knot, a double knot. <laughs> So the double, double knot, like you tie your shoes. <laughs> so I guess if he wins this, it's going to become the, the trophy uh, is a the, double knot bow. He'll be the Tony Roberts. <laughs> the Tony Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay, so yes, Tony Roberts. Are we giving him the? This, this that's so mean. I feel t- like I'm going to swing it just because it's so fucking mean. <laughs> He had that disgusting fro in this film. <laughs> it was, he had like this gross white man fro that mm. was just terrible. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's not my flavour. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm giving him a knot. You're giving him a knot? Mm-hmm. Once again, a test of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not. Okay, congratulations, Tony. <laughs> I hope he's still alive so he can receive his double knot of chain legs. We find him consistently ugly. He's still alive. Born in 1939, still alive. We'll send him a telegram. He lived to receive this award. Stop. We need to do the next one. That's so fucking bad. Jimmy Smith as Walter Stone. Yeah, hot, especially in the basketball scene. Tank top, backwards hat. So the rape isn't like... Oh. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I and take the it const- back then. <laughs> the constant grabbing at her and Yeah. I like I was Do it do, I, it, do it in a vacuum. Yeah. Put him in a vacuum. So when Jimmy Smith was introduced in this film, mm-hmm. that haircut and the outfits were so gross that I was like, I think I, I'm leaning towards not. not. Then the basketball scene happened. Yeah. I'm like, pretty sure this is a hot. Yeah. Then uh, when he wakes up and he's got no pants on and you see his butt, I'm like, definite hot. But. And then 30 seconds later, you find out he just raped her. And I'm like, fuck. Okay, so I'm going to just to, to weigh in there. And yeah. I think there's nothing more unattractive than a man can do uh, than the Winnie the Pooh. I like to call oh, like it. Like a swearing. with no pants. Yeah. yeah, it's like no grown man should be yeah. dressing that way. Yeah, it was an interesting choice for them to mm. do that. So basketball scene hot, everything else probably not. But I what th- about when he like stood up like he became like a real man and you know, quit his job? <laughs> <laughs> Even though his marriage was embarrassing. He, didn't quit his job, firm. he got fired. <laughs> <laughs> Your marriage has become an embarrassment to the firm. Yeah, I think the character running. was garbage. I'm giving him a knot. <laughs> I'm giving him a knot. Sorry, Jimmy, but like He's you're got- hot in other stuff, but you, nah. Switch Jimmy Smith. Okay. Hot. Apparently, also, he became a meme, a 90s meme from this film. In the trailers or in the commercials for this film, they would announce it Ellen Barkin, switch Jimmy Smith. Mm-hmm. Like they said his name after the, the name movie. of the switch movie. Jimmy Smith. So, the, I don't know if you've ever seen that show, Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, no. yeah. So, uh, they kind of like watch old movies and. It's like the Beavis and Butthead. You know how they do music videos? Mm-hmm. It's like that, except for old movies. Okay. Yeah. So it became a joke in that every time anyone would say the word switch, they'd say Jimmy Smith's after it. And okay. then it kind of like bled into society as oh. well. So Brendan, hot or not Jimmy Smith's? Now his eyes look like they're like too far at his head. He looks like, it looks like you're looking down a tunnel to see his eyeballs. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> That's new. Interesting. Kevin Kilner as Dan, the new hotshot advertising guy that <gasps> keeps cracking on to. What have Amanda. I seen him in? He was Hillary Duff, he yeah. was Hillary Duff's dad in the Cinderella story. Okay, so Paul loves him. So what have I seen him in? <laughs> <laughs> He's been in like a shit ton of things. Yeah, yeah. He he looks familiar. I thought he was very handsome. Yeah, I'm giving him a definite. Heart. He looked, had a bit of a Disney Prince vibe, like very. Yeah, he had a definite. Jaw like and... his face was like mm. way out of proportion, like a ca- how you would draw a cartoon prince. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I give him a knot. You give a me knot. a knot. Yeah, his face was too big. His face was like weird. <laughs> In See, that it was chiselled why, and handsome. This is why there's no double heart for guys. It's Brendan. How is it me? One you had the boat. majority. 
<laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, he's definitely hot. So yeah. You're wrong, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> you're tacky and we hate you. <laughs> All right. So a very young Catherine Keener who played the secretary. I think you might just want to preface that again. that She's not like five years old. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so like she's in her 20s, but she's a lot younger than Could what we Could this potentially have been maybe like one of the first, first things she was in? in? I yeah. reckon, yeah. But um, yeah. Because as I, soon as I saw her, I was excited. I was like, oh, she's going to be the one who... Figures out who he really is. And yeah. I was so excited. Apparently she was in one episode of LA Law and she was in like a few other TV shows. And is LA Law the, the thing that Jimmy Smith was in? Yeah. Ah, a bit of a... Maybe she was like... <laughs> right he was like, I'll get you a little cameo in this. Yeah. So she'd only done like kind of TV and a couple of B-grade-y things yeah. at that point. And then she did this, which was... Hmm. Arguably in the same vein. Um, <laughs> role, yeah. Yeah. Well, like her fashion was a little bit Elaine Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah. The weird sock thing she yeah. had in her hair. Yes, in her hair. Yes. Yeah. So weird. And then like some quite weird, like billowy trousers and whatever, but like unmistakable beauty. Hot. She's such a natural beauty. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm giving her a heart. So Joe Beth Williams, who played Margot, the redheaded woman that killed him at the beginning of the film. Um, definite hot, and I think that those that trio of women who murdered him all hot. They looked like some mm. kind of cool girl band or something. I would have agreed with you, but she did murder someone, so <laughs> I'm giving her a not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm giving her a hot. Um, she had great clothes, but that scene at the beginning where the three of them were murdering him. Yeah, I, I like, wrote. What the fuck am I watching? Yeah, I wrote. I wrote. Is this an orgy? I'm I, like, yeah, What's I wrote happening? eyes wide shut, and yeah. then it really turned. <laughs> like when you sit down and you think you're watching a comedy, and the film starts with like um, that Joni Mitchell song over it, like pictures of clouds. Yeah, yeah. and it's very like serene. And... and then the film starts, and a man walks into a New York apartment, mm-hmm. starts making out with three girls, who then get undressed and go into a hot tub with him, and they yeah. all start making out. And you're like, what? But it felt what am I super watching? 90s. <laughs> it felt like those like psychological, like sexual thrillers. Like basic instinct. Kind yeah. Of. yeah, and I kind of wish that the, this movie was pitched more like that. If it leaned like, into it. Because yeah. I was like, ooh, this is exciting. Like, yeah. It really turned and I was like, yeah. oh, okay. What's and then it was on? like, it tried to be a comedy and it was funny twice. Mm. It was just not. <laughs> it was so weird. But yeah, I thought all oh, those chicks were pretty lovely. Mm. Except for the murder. Yeah, <laughs> Lorraine Bracco, who played the lesbian cosmetics now, executive. Who, who is that? Yeah, she's, she's so familiar. She's as well. the psychiatrist in The Sopranos. Oh yeah, I haven't watched that. Oh my god, what? you're fired! Really? It's like <laughs> Paul, have you watched it? I watched it. Uh, so this is probably even worse. I watched the first season and I was like, this is not for me. And I stopped. Oh my God. It's so good. It? It's like and a I've cultural, watched the last episode like, as well. <laughs> it's like a cultural <laughs> thing. Like it's such a, I feel the like Sopranos mo- was such like a moment in time. Stuff. Like I, yeah, I do. I do recognize it's like supposed to be one of those, like the wire, you know, it was like yeah, when television started to be interesting. And oh, I, I was just going to say, can I just say, I feel like it started that HBO, um, yeah. Premium yeah. TV. Kind yeah, of, yeah, like mm. like TV being We have TV a what we deal. as it is today because of things like this. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, so you yeah. failed. Um <laughs> and yeah, I think she's hot. She was stunning. Yeah. yeah. Hot hot. And then Paul didn't get any shit. He's watched at least one season. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, she was attractive, yes. And Hot. also, I can see that Paul wouldn't like it. He's bloody Disney and Sunshine over here. I thought at least you'd <laughs> be into the. That's I thought you'd be violence. at least bloody <laughs> gritty, like. I do like dark dramas. stuff as well. That's unfair. <laughs> you, don't you guys know I just like to now play you no off against you, each Lucy. other? <laughs> <laughs> um, young Taylor Leone, please. Ding, ding, ding. Hots across the board. Come oh, on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Taylor Leone. Yeah, who stunning. is she? Yeah. Like, where do I know her from? Taya Leone. <laughs> Taya fucking Leone. What's, what's this? Like, if you don't... Just because you say her name again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't hear it the first yeah. time. I've, you've got a microphone was, in your face. She was the lead of a, a sitcom called The Naked Truth. She was... She was the, I thought that was the... 
this ah okay yeah she yeah she was the lead I character the in truth. Jurassic Park three she was one of the leads in Deep Impact she was in the I League remember, of Their Own was she, she in was Contact like, what else? Mm. Contact was no, that her no, no. Deep that's Impact that's Jodie Foster <laughs> <laughs> but she was in a swap film so I, I it's <laughs> Is there any other anything other major? She was married the, to David Duchovny. Yeah. All right, all right, yeah, okay. The Naked Truth. That I remember that comedy. <laughs> of all of them, that's what it <laughs> that's is. That's what she's known for. I, got, I remember. <laughs> uh, Denise, you uh, you knew Steve Brooks pretty well, didn't you? You? Well, no. Yes, pretty well. So tell me, what uh, what what adjective would you say uh, best describes him? Asshole. It could also be a noun. Major asshole. All right, now it's time for Opinion Swap, the segment where we scour through the internet to see what other people thought of today's movie. So this one's from David B. on Letterboxd, who gives it three stars. He says, Man becomes woman, gets date raped by her, his best friend, gets pregnant, dies in childbirth. Genre. Comedy. comedy. <laughs> what do they give it three stars? Yeah. That's pretty generous. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but a great, wait, a wait, great, wait, wait, wait. what would you guys great give review? it? What would you guys give it? Two? Two and a half. Well, yeah. I feel like, yeah, we gave, we did give Change Up a half a star or one star. <laughs> so I, it has to be higher than that. I gave it half. I, yeah. I feel like, apart from the tonal inconsistencies and like weirdness of this film, the, but that was all of it. The the pacing of the film, it felt quite slow. Yeah, it did. At parts where I'm like, just, yeah, yeah we need to go to the next scene That's now. why, you know, chances are it was really fast paced and crazy. Yeah. Like mm. it was just so camp and like <laughs> just, which made, even though it was a really far out weird concept, it was still just constantly interesting because there's just something always happening. This is just yeah. sort of like a bit meandering. And yeah, had you ever heard that this film existed? Like, did you know about I'd it? I'd seen the poster at the video. Like, I'd seen the video at the video store, but yeah. I never like actually bothered looking at mm. the back of it to even read the yeah plot. or something. Yeah. yeah, this one's from Bobby Analog, who gives it one and a half stars on Letterbox. He says, I thought I was looking at John Travolta in Pulp Fiction sitting atop that gun in the poster. Alas, it's Jimmy Smith. In the 80s and 90s, people couldn't get enough of these trading places and out-of-body experiences. Here, in a bid to behave like a man, Ellen Barkin basically walks around with Richard Lewis's gait for 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. Nothing funny happens whatsoever, and we're left with a fucking mess of an ending that throws (laughs) tone right out the window. This thing needs to be wheeled away in some government warehouse next to other dangerous artifacts. That's a great <laughs> review. Yeah, they nailed it. Uh, this one's from Freddie Burgos on Letterboxd. Gives it two stars. It's flat, just like the Earth. What? <laughs> when is that dated? When is that dated? March 2018. Wow. Okay. I just I, like. I feel like flat Earth is sort of become a like a trendy thing, and yeah. so like. I was like, oh, surely that was a recent, but who would watch this? <laughs> who would go out of their way to, to read this besides us? <laughs> All right. So this one's from Couch French Fry on IMDb. He gives it 10 out of 10. Oh, no. One of the funniest films ever. I can't imagine why this film has such a low rating. Many times I've watched the beautiful and hilariously funny Ellen Barkin pretend that high heels are new to her. Not to mention the great scene where he, she discovers that he, she has come back to life as a woman. The battle of the sexes is vividly portrayed in a very humorous way. Also amusing is the portrayal of advertising men as so low that they would have to climb a few notches to reach the moral level of an ambulance chasing lawyer. Switch is not only a great comedy that stands as test of time, but has a touching ending that adds another dimension to the story. Switch is one of my all-time favorite movies. Holy shit. That's crazy. It's hilarious, they said. Yeah. Like ten the, out of ten. The morality thing of the like the every man in this film, like, was is an yeah. interesting point because like I've I don't think I've ever seen a row of men watch a woman like for like a minute walk by and just keep that gaze. <laughs> like have you ever had someone or or done that yourselves? Like looked at someone so overtly that they've caught you for a minute staring at them? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. funny. 
This one's from Ali Barclow on Amazon, who gives it five stars. Have your cake and eat it too. Switch is a great lesson in understanding the joys of being male and female. All learned by a former MCP when he is murdered and reincarnates as a woman. The choices given my deity and the temptations of a devil are all played out. A wonderful video and a training film for those who are trying to understand soul evolution and karma. Highly enjoyable, <sighs> incredibly on target, and very insightful. You will totally enjoy. What was her name again? Ali Barkalo. Ali, did you fucking watch the movie? <laughs> <laughs> there was no temptation from the devil. It was just like fear of being like raped for eternity by him. Like, where was that? <laughs> soul evolution. So weird. Yeah. It's a training video. Is that what they said? Yes. Very strange review. A wonderful video and a training film. When was this written? Like 2013. Oh, okay. I thought they might have been a part Went of into the depths, that, the like... depths for that one, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there wasn't many recent reviews on Amazon for the mm. film, funny enough. <laughs> but it's so relevant. <laughs> <laughs> He's really gone. Yeah, it looks that way, sugar. He, he always called me that. Jesus, you must have been really crazy about him, huh? <laughs> oh, I, I hated him. I just, I always cry when I'm really, really, really happy. Now we come to Tenuous Recommendations, <laughs> the segment where we recommend a movie, television show, or other piece of media that is connected to today's film in some way, whether that be a shared actor, director, or theme. Or in Lucy's case, she might just take Brendan's bad influence and do a link <laughs> that wasn't even connected to the film in any way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a double bet. <laughs> Brendan uh, still gets dragged along. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go first this week. Okay. My connection is the director, Blake Edwards. So he's had a long and storied career. He's done, you know, all those films I mentioned earlier. I'm not going to mention a film he directed, but a film that he Mm -hmm. co-wrote. So it's a film from 1955 called My Sister Eileen. Have either of you seen this film? Did someone finish writing it? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, there's two other writers on it, so that's why it might be so delightful. Um, (laughs) It's a, it's a musical comedy. Um, it stars Janet Lee, Jack Lemon, and Dick York and Bob Fosse. So mm-hmm. really fun yeah. cast. Um, it's about two sisters that are from a small town that moved to New York and they both want to make it. Um, Janet Lee as a dancer and uh, the other sister as a writer. Yeah. Um, but the thing is Janet Lee is like, really pretty and her sister is kind of average looking so even though the average looking sister is really like talented and is a go-getter no one will give her a chance because of how she looks whereas the beautiful sister gets every opportunity under the sun so it's kind of like her but they're they're still really close with each other and it's kind of about that relationship but it's got like big musical numbers and it's really funny like a romance and yeah Yeah. it's 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 just like a prototypical 50s romance comedy musical yeah Um, if you love singing in the rain if you love that kind of film definitely give this one and i do um and how did you watch it did you rent it uh yeah i rented it on youtube yeah so so you you have to give it a go you really can't peg this guy like as far as what he's what he's making like. yeah no. <laughs> yeah well th- there's like just looking at his filmography there's so much stuff on there like big musicals and dramas and you know like really madcap comedies like the um the great race and the party and pink panther like it's just all oh, over yeah. the place so <laughs> it it seems like the known thing that his career just kind of went off the walls in the later years. Though. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, definitely give uh, my sister Eileen a chance if you want something fun to watch. Cool. Uh, Lucy. Okay. I'm using Catherine Keener as my yeah. my link and I'm doing Where the Wild Things Are. Yeah. Um, so she played the mum in that movie. Have you guys both seen it? Probably. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Spike Jones and Dave Eggers wrote the... Um, screenplay together or 
your second Dave Eggers recommendation. Yeah, so it, it links back to um, Dave Eggers who wrote The Circle. I can't remember how I even tied that in, but <laughs> I did it once. Um, oh, is that the same writer? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, so um, I love... I love Dave Eggers. And yeah, I really like this movie. I'm not sure if everybody did. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's a beautiful movie. Yeah, yeah. and just Starting like it's got the Jim Henson kind of beautiful nostalgia with the puppetry and um, and it's like the tone is really beautiful. It's dark, but it's childlike and it's um, just told from a child's perspective and all the kind of wild emotions of a child. And yeah, I just, it was, you don't see films like that very often and mm. um, I really liked it. I would back that recommendation. Yeah. It's a film that didn't really, well, didn't find its audience when no. it got released because it's such a strange tone to yes. it. But I think over the years, it's really gained a reputation. Yeah. So. Like, yeah. yeah, it did really capture that artwork. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, beautifully. Just, yeah, because there was something a bit scary, but it also looked very soft and yeah. fantasy like. Yeah, yeah, and that's a very strange combination, but mm. yeah, really beautifully done. So mm. that's fine. And Catherine, uh, Catherine Keene is really beautiful as the mum. Yeah. Yeah. Brendan. Well. Mine is also Catherine Keener. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I have chosen Being John Malkovich, which is a little unknown film that nobody's <laughs> ever seen. Oh, but it's so good. Yeah. Has, I, I, I assume everyone's seen it. Yeah. But, but I really uh, love um, Charlie Kaufman's writing. And this, this is a, one of his great films. Um, I'd recommend any of his films, but... Yeah. yeah, this one I feel like is a really good starting point. I feel like a lot of people mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. So I've had a few people suggest this film for the podcast. Like, I yeah. think it, 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 it kind of could possibly come under our banner. Yeah, mm. I think it'd be cool to do. Yeah, listeners, if you've seen it and you agree, request right, it. Yeah, chuck it in. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a really kooky, strange, wonderful world that he writes and. Um, just everyone in the cast as well is just great. Mm. I, I, I and that's Spike Jones as well, isn't it? He directed it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Same director, both of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I think I think it's definitely worth a watch if you mm. haven't seen it. It's yeah. one of those films that I think everyone should give a go. Nice. I think you should also both commend me for the fact that of the incredible restraint I had that one of the actors in this film was in a Hilary Duff movie and, and I didn't, didn't recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. Watch Cinderella's story. I am very upset about this. You don't look upset. It's the Botox. I can't show emotion for another hour and a half. Hilary Duff, Chad Michael Murray. Thanks. A Cinderella story. So do we have any final thoughts on Switch? Are we recommending this film? Like, should our listeners listen, watch this movie? I feel like we watched it for you. Like, we yeah. watched it for them. I don't think they need to watch it. Yeah, yeah. there is no need to go back to this. <laughs> <laughs> Put it behind us. <laughs> yeah, I'm really glad uh, Bill recommended yeah, it to no, us. I'm glad I we watched it's... it, but yeah. I don't know if anyone else should watch yeah, it. Yeah, no, I think we, we did the hard yards for, for you. We yeah. laid it all out. We've tabled it all out for you. Yeah. Once again, yeah, very similar to Dating the Enemy in that it's got some really kooky scenes, but um, it, there's not really a lot of, of laughter had throughout. So just yeah. maybe watch a highlight yeah. reel. Yeah. <laughs> or like if you want to watch a really weird body swap movie, uh, watch Chances Are. But still, I would watch this 10 times over then the watch change The Change Up, up again. Yeah, same. We've we got to do like an updated ranking of, of the movies that we've done. Like, yeah, right, which which ones we think are the best to the worst. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'll check them up on the website. Okay, cool. I, I would rather just watch the, like, a super cut of Leslie Mann shitting on the toilet <laughs> that she did in the change-up for the whole two hours that that film went for <laughs> than watch the actual film again. Ten hours of <laughs> Leslie Mann on Easy. The I could do that easily. <laughs> so, I guess, the, I mean, this is a Switch episode, not the cha- uh, change-up episode, but... Going back to Change Up. Um, <laughs> We're not over it yet. Scarred us. What's worse, Change Up or Cobbler? Change Up. Brennan? I'm, I'm going to still go with Cobbler. No. I'm sorry. The Change Up made me irate. Like, I've not been that angry watching a film in a long, long time. See, Change Up made me angry, but Cobbler made Cobbler me bored, made which so is worse. fucking bored. I'd rather be angry <laughs> than <The> bored. bored. <laughs> <laughs> 
right. I hope they went out you know, the you coin know, to decide. You know when they do those tests where you like they sit someone in a room and they put a button that will like electric shock them if they press it, and they just watch them, and everyone always eventually presses it. It's because it's more painful to to <laughs> like to sit in boredom, <laughs> and that's what change up is. <laughs> change up is the electric button. <laughs> Cobbler <laughs> is what I'm sitting in. <laughs> Next episode. Any predictions of the direction I'm going in? I think we're going to the future. <laughs> <laughs> How? Oh, like, you know, like a sci-fi swap. Like where ah. a robot switches bodies with a transhuman kind of thing. It'd be cool. Okay. I or have no... If they make that movie, we'll review it. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. I don't trust you as far as I can throw you. <laughs> <laughs> Is Robocop a uh, body swap? No. <laughs> Um, all right, guy. so <laughs> next episode, we will be watching one of our most requested titles, mm. 2016's animated body swap romantic drama, Your Name. Oh, cool. Have you seen it? No. Uh, me either. I've yeah. been saving it for this podcast. So. Yeah, yeah, nice. I saw it in cinemas, but I haven't seen it since. So it's been a few years. Um, so this film was uh, directed by Makoto Shinkai and the IMDb plot synopsis states, a teenage boy living in Tokyo and a teenage girl living in the country experience a strange random phenomenon. They occasionally switch bodies for a day at a time and then can't remember what happened while they were switched. The boy eventually sets out to find the girl, but the situation may be even more peculiar than he imagined. Cool. Wow. This is like one of the most successful foreign films ever made and has a huge fan base and had multiple people reaching out. So I thought it's about time we do it. Awesome. It'll be interesting. We haven't done an animated hot or not segment, so I don't know how that's (laughs) going to go. Uh, But I loved this movie, so I'm really looking forward to actually showing it to you guys. So Awesome. And it'll be good to do like a a good movie because it's been a couple of episodes since our last one. (laughs) (laughs) And I look forward to that one next week. Awesome. Awesome. So um, until next time, I was Paul Mitzi. I was Lucy Thomas. I was Brendan the Levi. All right, bye. Bye. Swapcast is hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Two Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas. Recorded at Brown Town Studios. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.